For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode number eight, Double Date. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello. And Jess. Hey. Concussion be damned, Harry is awoken by a thunderstorm. He soon realizes he's forgotten about his date with Susan, who has come knocking at his door. Having already double booked with Linda Randall, Harry struggles to accomplish both and not come off as a jerk. They are interrupted by a demon toad trying to kill everything in its path. There came a knocking, a rapping at my chamber door. Thunderstorm wakes Dresden! Despite him being from the land of the dead at this point. Concussion. Did When did he... When did Murphy take him home? It was early morning, right? Because he went there... Yes. Yeah. He so, went there for like 8 a.m.-ish or something like that. So he's so. been passed out for like in and around 12 hours now. Yeah, probably close to that. And Stuff Murphy has left him a little bit of cash. You will pay me back. Yeah, but that's still sweet that she left him the it's cash. still sweet that she just left him. Yeah. You live like this? <laughs> <laughs> Here's some money, you sad sack. <laughs> can't even afford a candle now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, stuff starts happy. It starts getting exciting now. This is, I think, the biggest action chapter we've had. Because, like, Bianca was a little bit of action, but it was, like, short and quick, and, like, and then she got smacked around with a baseball bat, but that was also kind of... But now it's, like, ramping up. Right, Um, so, a lot of action. A lot of action. You get so much fun. Yeah. Uh, we get more bomb. We get more nudity. We get nudity. More nudity. Have we had any yet? Oh, that's... Well, nice. I guess, actually, Tommy, Tom, and Stanton were... Sure, like, sure. Chapter they're one. They're horribly disfigured corpses, kind of. <laughs> Put a damper on that. <laughs> Don't <Yeah>. king shame. <laughs> Can I murder shame? Is that one still allowed? I'm gonna... I'm gonna Not sure <laughs> anymore. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, so, crash, boom. Harry wakes up suddenly. Yeah, wakes up to true dark had fallen. Dun, dun, dun. A little bit of our word painting has begun. Um, I've got a bit of a foreshadowing as well. The, the big cat, gray cat was nowhere to be seen. He was a chicken about thunderstorms. Or he knows. He knows. Or a little bit of both. Yeah, he figures he's just booked it because his legs are still warm. So he knows he like just left kind of a thing. And then he's like, oh, yeah, Stormcat's like hiding out. But he's not just like hiding under the couch. He's like perched on the bookshop, bookshop, bookshelf, which we go to the bookshop to fill our bookshelves. Um, yeah, and he's like really kind of intense, creepy, like iron door, like, Yeah. But yeah, Dresden's still sort of concussed and just waking up and hungry and like, yeah, whatever. And then I think is the, is the knock on the door the first thing? Because he doesn't manage to go get food or anything. 
yeah, he's on his way. He's like, we're gonna make hamburgers. But oh yeah, this is this is one of my this is one of my um, pet peeves of the reading story masters, uh, where we go back to his like not having really prep time and doing like a cold read because he's like, come on, I'll make some burgers. Mm-mm-mm. But Marsters doesn't read it like that. He's like, come on, I'll make some burgers. Mm-mm-mm. Actually, sorry, it's like, mm-mm-mm. And I remember the first time listening to that being like, that was awkward. I mean, I wonder if it was supposed to. And then I get my book and it's like, come on, let's make hamburgers. Mm-mm-mm. And you're like, see, really in your head, you know that it's the, it's the mm-mm-mm that we all do. And you're like, yeah, you just were like reading and not thinking about it. It's like, mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> it's like, mm. <laughs> it's like it's one of those things. It's like I enjoy the fuck up, but it also like drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Marsters, whoever goes, mm-mm, mm. I'm like, you know, it's gonna be. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> so yes, and and as you say, a knocking. See, I feel if I was ever like reading audiobooks, I'd just be like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm just gonna skip it. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. We're not putting it in. Which is why they don't hire you to read audiobooks. <laughs> Anytime an author writes something awkward, I'm like, no. No. <laughs> Second editor's cut. <laughs> and then, like, days, months, years, books later, she's like, I never understood why that didn't make. It took me like ten books to real. I just skipped that part the first time because it, it have, wouldn't be important. No I, one I, would I notice. I didn't have enough context clues to know that was going to be a thing. The parts I'm skipping are <laughs> parts that don't matter. You think? Did you did you guys have to do a lot of like reading out loud in school? Yes. Or did you? Te- yeah. All teachers were. Everyone was reading a sentence, and then you count how many kids are in front of you, and you practice your sentence. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because I was like, it seems like, again, that's one of those things that, that, and maybe that's just like a human nature thing. Maybe that's, I mean, it's like public speaking, you know, it's like they all make us do projects in class, but we all hate it. None of us actually ever get better at it, except for like the 0.00001% that do. Um, but yeah, I just find sometimes like, it's funny how, like, when I just listen to like friends or things like that, you know, reading and it's like, don't you? But I don't know, this all comes back actually, side note to that, how you think in your brain, whether you think abstractly or whether you think in like sentences or conversations and things like that. Because I guess that's why, I guess like when I'm reading, I have like the story being told where some people, I guess, just read kind of flat lines. So it would explain like that they read out loud more like that too, rather than putting in all the emphasis and and. and Yes, emotions and inflections and, and things like that when they're... Anyway, okay. All right, yeah. that was that side note. <laughs> so Marsters fucks up reading. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And yes, pitter-patter at my chamber door. I do have some really great descriptions of the storm. And that's when he realizes that it might be the storm that causes that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, it was raw energy up there, naked and pulsing through the clouds. See? Nudity. <laughs> the fire of deadly light, lightning. All four elements interacting, moving, and energy flashing from place to place in, in each of its forms. There was a lot of potential in storms that a sorcerer could tap into if he was desperate or stupid enough. And Harry was both. Um... Yeah, it's it's actually there is actually there's a lot of fairly um, descriptive things going on, and even like before he gets out into the storm, um, 
Like, you can, I can anyways picture it really good, like, when he's still in the apartment, right? And it, like, flashing through the windows and lighting stuff up. Like, because, again, right, Harry's always about don't do the electricity and stuff because it's too unpredictable with me. Um, so, you know, he's he's got, you know, like, maybe a little, I don't even remember if he stoked up the fire and, this, you know, but he's maybe got some members or a little bit. He's got a couple candles around. So, I mean, it's fairly dim, dark kind of a thing, right? He's just woken up. Totally forgot. Love this, that he's, um, um, flashes on like oh yeah crap linda said she was coming over like right before i passed out and he like opens the door to like susan and he's like double crap right i actually have a date <laughs> oh, and again and, and you know right with his like oh in the last chapter he's like i thought there was something else couldn't have been that important and you're like yeah yeah uh-huh you wish, Harry. This is, like, super duper important for you because it, like, never fucking happens. Which also, in fairness, is probably why it's not the first thing to jump to his head. Um, but, yeah, but even just, like, the image of, like, the, the demon showing up at the door and, like, like backlit and all that kind of stuff, right? I was, like, it really kind of gets you right in the, you know, you can hear the... Thunder yeah, nice out. sense of anticipation, too. Especially with uh, using the cat as... Yeah, yeah, the cats that we know can see all the little as mystical catalyst as a catalyst. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Harry goes to take a shower, right? And as you said, then we get that imagery of the demon showing up at the door, and it's like, hey, <laughs> love triple I crap. <laughs> Actually, the best imagery is that, yeah, like him being in this show. Well, first Susan's like expecting somebody's like, oh, no, maybe, I don't know. Oh, hi, nice to see you. Uh, I'm just going to go shower. Right? And she's like, mm-hmm. She's got like that smirky woman thing going on. And then I love he's in the shower and hears the knock at the door or whatever and just freaks the fuck out. He's like totally not thinking. He's like shampoo in the hair, buck naked. I'm just going to see if I can potentially save this situation. By, like, panicking. <laughs> There's a better solution to Linda and Susan meeting at the door, and it's me, but naked. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I'm now wait, oh my gosh, what a surprise, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> As I'm, like, flailing around in a towel. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's double fun to think that he's... He's put off Linda in his mind. He's like, okay, fine. I suck. I should have shaved and showered and dressed. But he's like, whatever. But then it's Susan. It's like, yeah, I'm like still bloodied in the back of my head. And I'm covered in puke. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, girl. Right. He's kind of hoping. He's like, well, Linda's just here for info. And, you know, she's already basically said that she's like, you know, a sex addict. Maybe she won't care that much that I'm like gross. And then, yeah. And then, no, it's it's lovely put together Susan for her date. <laughs> and he's like, ah. But yeah, I love that him just like scrambling out like that, suddenly gonna like fix things. <laughs> like you're like, like very nonchalant, very smooth, Harry. <laughs> like just casual. Yeah, and Susan knows. And Susan knows, right? Like she's heading for the door, like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. <laughs> and like she knows, like Harry's <laughs> fucked up something. Right, and then, yeah, surprise! Try not to fool the investigative reporter. Yeah, right! <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that'll work. Yeah, Harry's already, like, told us, like, a half a dozen times that he's like, I suck at lying, I'm no good, I can't tell Murphy shit, because she knows in a sec, like, even over the phone, she knows I'm lying, like, 
Yeah. Suave and sophisticated. Suave that is, yeah. Yeah, Harry, Harry Dresden. You and Susan is just like, mm-hmm. okay, boy, which, what's, what's behind the door? <laughs> behind door number one. <laughs> it's oh, a wordy shit. Tone. That's not a good prize. That's even more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And Harry's like, duck. <laughs> so, yeah. So. At, le- at least we give Harry that. At least in his panicky woman, how do I explain this? I'm... You know, at least he snaps into, like, I guess that's where, you know, his training and stuff like that comes in, that between the investigator and the wizard is that he's kind of doing an oh shit, but he's still actually being productive and like, yeah, okay, so you're going to want to move out of the way of the door. (laughs) (laughs) So luckily for Susan, because she's, and I don't know, do we know, has Susan had much... I don't know if she's had a lot of practical supernatural experience up until now. Like, obviously, she believes she works for the Arcane, and, and he's said more than once she goes after, you know, the real cases, not just the shape-shifting Elvis ghosts abducts Girl Scout. Or no, Elvis's ghost abducts shape-shifting Girl Scout. Um... But yeah, it, because that theory really needed the no. Sorry, that's the actual specification. Because that's the actual quote in the book when he first when he first says that the arcane oh. stories usually run. Sorry, that was. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was being specific. Earth is flat. No, Earth is trapezoid. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, definitely, this is definitely beyond anything that she's seen. She's definitely, like, but yeah, I I don't know, sort of, how, you know, like, how much after the fact is she when she's just, like, reporting on stuff that has happened? Like, you know, he's like, oh, how was Branson, Missouri, you know? And she's like, oh, yeah, they brought in, like, a, a psychic and did, like, a, you know what I mean? But it's like, how much, I mean, that was sort of a fake incident anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much nitty gritty, how much real magical supernatural Susan has ever particularly encountered. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a whole lot. So that she investigates them, but hasn't actually seen it. Yeah, right. So she believes, but is that faith or is that proof? Right. And, and. This is definitely, like, beyond, you know, she's done a seance or this or that. or But, yeah, this is, you know, definitely whatever she's seen. This is going to be a whole magnitude beyond that. Because I Um, think they mentioned er, that he writes that her brain has shut off. And that usually happens when people are seeing a demon for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That, like, yeah, even if she's seen bits and pieces, this is a whole new reality that she's not expecting or ready for. Which I think is a fair reaction to a demon toad in general. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are I, you know. I probably, I'd like to think that I'd be like the cool, sophisticated, like, oh my god, but I'd probably be the idiot standing there going, who's the idiot in the cost? Like, why is there a toe thing? I'm like, you know, I would be like logically trying to process and be like this while it like spewed acid in my face and like kill. Like, I would be cannon fodder. I'm like a red shirt, probably. <laughs> no, you know? Cool, bro. Can I get a pick? Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, I'd like to think when the zombie apocalypse hips, I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, I know. I'm ready. I reckon. I'm just going to be like, who the fuck is with these like millennials? Oh my god, get a lot, you know? And no, I'm I like, get it though. Like all these people in movies, there was like 
tweet or comment or something like that, and it was like, why do these people try so hard in a zombie apocalypse? I would just die. Like, no, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why are you trying so hard to be the last one alive? <laughs> I mean, there's there's that gut survival instinct. No. You know, that I'm sure some, some people, you know, the... I'm a red shirt, too. Bear girls of the I'm world. I'm tired. That, like, do... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to kid myself that I'm not, but I think I am as well. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I'd be super cool. I'd be, like, all over this, like, stand up, hand me a rifle. I'd just be like, I don't... What? This... No? Yeah. I'd be like... <laughs> hand me the rifle, but you can instantly take it back after. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one going, guys, guys, really, it's like, just take a second. Do we need to fight? This is not, you know. <laughs> no, that's more Walking Dead, though. If I have, like, a wizard next to me, then it's like, okay, then maybe we have a chance. But if we're, like, in Walking Dead situation and, like, the world has been taken over, then I'm not giving it a chance. But if there's still, like, a majority of humans, then it's like, okay, maybe I'll try for, like, a minute. <laughs> Shit might go back to normal. <laughs> but once, like, there's more monsters than humans... No. We say in the middle no. of a pandemic, it might go back to normal. I don't know what I do. It will never go back to normal. <laughs> this is COVID nineteen is like the pre pre pandemic, <laughs> oh, the pre apocalypse, and it begins. Oh, and so it Enjoy, does. folks. <laughs> this will be a limited run. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> what finishes faster, the podcast or just humanity? <laughs> Humanity. Human I mean, wait. <laughs> I see pros and cons to both. <laughs> uh, yeah. So nasty, scary demon toad thing. And, and, and we learn a little bit again about the rules of the world. You know, like, why isn't he just coming in? Well, because he can't. I've got a threshold. But mine sucks ass because I'm a lonely bachelor in a rental pad. Um... So yeah, homestead laws. Homestead laws. Lore. Yes, yeah. Um, and this again is something we're really familiar with the vampires and things like that not coming in, and thus you're invited. And I like how it expands to other creatures from the Never Never, um, and things like that. That it's not, you know, like some things can just come in and out, no problem. Other things have trouble. Other things can't at all. And and it works right. It gives us an excuse for not every mortal human to be constantly attacked in their own beds every night, but also a reason that, well, we're still going to kick your ass, Ari. You can't just go home and be like, neener, 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 I'm safe. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, we will still find a way to, to come at you. Um, so yeah, we're just going to play with these rules a bit. So yeah. And I mean, he does it again, I think in a, in a logical, sensical kind of way, right? That, yeah, a place that's like full of, home and family and generations and laughter and love and pets and life and all of that kind of stacking up day-to-day -day messiness, you know, builds up. Um, and then, again, somebody like him, who is alone most of the time, because, you know, we've sort of established that even though Harry has some friends, he's not a super social, you know, whether by choice or circumstance or whatever, there's not a lot of people coming over to, to drop in and say hi. He doesn't have people over to visit and hang out. You know, he's not running a podcast out of his basement. Uh, <laughs> did I just steal your life? 
No, I was going to say, I was like, even established earlier in this chapter, you know, Murphy is the first time she's ever been to his apartment and also the only one thus far we've been introduced to as a friend of Harry's, you know? So at this point, you know, the only person we know is Harry and, Su or sorry, Murphy and Susan. And this is both of the first times I've ever been to his apartment. So it's like, yeah, very, very much. Exactly, right? You know, I mean, sort of the good-natured, empathetic people that we are, I'd like to assume that Harry does have some other friends and knows some people. Um, but you're right, we have not been introduced to anybody, and so we know that that's, you know, it's him and his cat kind of a thing, and, and, and he lives in this old boarding house, right? So we know he's not, you know, it's not the epicenter of a, of a social hub kind of going on here, right? So that plays a factor, like... He's still immortal, he still has a home, so he still has a threshold, but it's not very effective. It's 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 not, you know, hardcore. So he rents his home, so again, that makes it sort of a transient sort of, right? Like, even though you may be there long term, it's not establishing those same roots, per se, as, you know, the intention of when people buy a home to be, you know, especially a family home that you intend to be, you know, not your starter condo that you're going to flip in a year, right? Um, and and all of these things coming together, right? So, um, yeah, I just, I find that, again, this is where I like where, where Butcher adds his own rules to things and his own take on things, right? But it doesn't, like, spoil it for me. Like, it does do a good job of enhancing things and not, you know, it gives him an excuse within his books to, to do what he wants to do, but without feeling completely like a plot device and, and just a trope and a, you know. Yeah, it's not so black and white. It really gives that gray area to adapt as needed depending on the situation but still have rules that aren't broken just when you need to break them yeah exactly you know it's like well harry forgot to brush his teeth on a tuesday the 27th on the 15th cycle of the so now this demon can come in <laughs> you know it's like yeah no it's it's um but yeah exactly it, it lets you Bend and play and manipulate things, but still stay. Or like it. having a time turner in the second book and never again. Or right. Third book. Third book. Oh, and you call yourself. I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else does. That's why. <laughs> you haven't seen her Harry Potter shelf, but apparently she's not a fan. It's just a label everyone else gave her. Uh, <laughs> I'm on my third reread of the Percy Jackson files, and it's entirely new to me. Percy Jackson. <laughs> files. I was like, what? see, I don't know the Percy Jackson series, and every page is brand new to me. Despite this being the third time I've read the series, I don't recall anything at all. But it depends all. how far between. If it's uh, like a couple years between each year you read, you're not gonna. If it's like third time in succession, I don't know what you're even doing here at all. <laughs> I read the first. I read him for the first time when I was in elementary school, and then I read him to my younger siblings a decade later when they were in elementary school. It hasn't been that much longer since then. So I'm still thinking like a decade between your first couple of reads and mm, let's say five years between. I can see why. I mean, maybe not like completely. They my point is, is I don't, I don't retain information. I gotcha. Once I'm done I'm, with I'm, it, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm getting that. I. Yeah, this is not really news to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it shouldn't be news to me. <laughs> and yet these things still surprise me about you. It's because you do so such a good job of faking knowing yeah, things. I'm a I liar. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just buys it. <laughs> we just, it's just convincing. 
Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only shout out I will give to my ex-husband. <laughs> you, you created a convincing bullshitter because she didn't get it from my side. I'm like, Harry. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. What? What? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Good at line. Put it on the resume. <laughs> right. So? <laughs> uh. I was going to say put, put creativity down. <laughs> <laughs> Creative that's, improvisational. That's how you lie about lying. <laughs> <laughs> I think on my feet. Yeah. Uh, so the demon toad can't get into the house. He can... Right away. Luckily, the door's been open for him, Susan. <laughs> so he can still shoot things inside. Which, again, is one of those, like, again, I make, you know, he's always in like, oh, shit, run, grabs her. But it's like, I don't know, swing the door shut while you're pulling her away from it. That would add that little extra bear, you know? At least the demon can't see exactly where you are. Yeah, it's still, <laughs> at this point, just a wooden door. So it's... Not, you know, the best yeah. defense, but it's certainly, like you said, at least he won't be able to see through it, at least until those first Can't few acid. Yeah, yeah, until he breaks down that threshold and then knocks the door in. Meanwhile, I don't know, he doesn't know if you've crawled out a window or down a ladder or up the chimney or... But yeah, exactly, it's just one of those. <laughs> but then again, there wouldn't be conflict. Doors are swinging. There wouldn't be conflict and drama if he just shut the door on his Sorry, we're not home. <laughs> no. <laughs> He does try to fight off the, the demon and ends up naked again. Very quickly. Yeah, I should say again. For some reason, that towel naked. did not stay on long. No. Look, we've all fought for our lives in a neck towel. <laughs> and... No. <laughs> Just me? No. <laughs> Things you don't want to learn about <laughs> children. Man, I... You know, see, I wouldn't see it. It's another one of those mythical movie TV land lies that people like wrap a towel around them and like walk around the house and have like a half hour long scene. I'm like, dude, I, no, it doesn't stay on long enough for me to walk like from the bathroom to like my bedroom. Like those things just don't stay magically wrapped around. I don't know. Well, then you'd think that it could be magically wrapped around here. <laughs> you think Casey J. Of all people, he's not Harry's thinking, man. He's not thinking. Missed opportunities. Right. <laughs> or really, taken opportunities. <laughs> it's been a long time since he's had a date. Oops, did I forget to tie that on? My bad. <laughs> We've all been fighting for our lives in a towel. Excuse me while I do the three-point superhero landing. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> No, that is not my fist touching the floor. Okay, no capes. <laughs> oh, we went there. Uh, yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> as Harry stated earlier in the episode, he doesn't have his gun because that's downstairs in the lab. safely tucked it away so he wouldn't, you know, take it to the police station. Yeah, yeah, so... So it very quickly is like, hey, Susan, you know where we should go? My sub-basement. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's, I, I like how she's kind of like, she's, she really goes into auto mode. She's really like trying to process and really having a hard time between, okay, I know about the supernatural. This should be, but holy shit, I've never like, her, right, her rational, um, 
brain that's used to normal quote unquote reality is still being like, this is messed up. I don't understand. I'm trying to fit this into something I know, but it doesn't fit anything I know. Right. So Harry has to resort to the, okay, just shut up and follow orders. Like I will give you directives and then your sort of instinctual brain can just go, okay, I can do that. Right. So, and, but she, I don't know. Yes and no. She's half and half. She does do that. She follows the orders, but she is also doing uh, the, the journalist brain thing. Right. Because that's the other thing he noticed is that she's still like asking questions and looking for information. And he's like, yeah, okay, great. Cool. But, um, death defying situation here can we harry we both have jobs here <laughs> i'm sorry are you saying as a woman my job is less important than your job <laughs> way to start up for today harry what do you mean i'm sorry you're doing man's work right now yeah exactly <laughs> No one's job is a little bit more important than the others. <laughs> Only except right now, mine is a little bit, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Harry shoves her towards the sub-basement, says, please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and again, like, as you said, this is the first, like, battle action heavy one. You know, beforehand, all he really did, I mean, he took a baseball to the back of the head and <laughs> fell down the stairs, and before that was Susan, he took a hanky that- out of a pocket, but this is, like, his first, like, magic casting combat fun. But I was going to say the baseball bat was really more passive. <laughs> he didn't, there was no defense, there was no counterattack. He just literally took a bat to the head. So yeah, that one definitely doesn't count. And then yeah, all, most of his other good stuff got taken away before he went in to see Bianca. So yeah, exactly. We had a very, very teeny tiny. And we've, yeah, we've seen him cast before, obviously, when he was summoning Toot and such. But this is really, yeah, like the first time, again, like, go, 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 grabbing magic, just full on, yeah. There was a part of this that sort of reminded me of of, uh, D&D, the way it was written. Which is, yeah. You can tell me wrong if I'm just looking into it too much. The, the, The part where my mind was racing along, calculating possibilities, numbers, my reserves of energy, cold and rational. Like, that just made me think of, like... <laughs> Roll the dice, count your numbers. <laughs> yeah, and Jim Butcher has said, and we've said on this podcast, he does have the character sheets, and he did draw from D&D quite a bit as well. So it's very much that, like... Uh, uh, for anyone who plays D&D, they would know that there are certain rules to make sure it's fair, and when a turn happens, it's not like, my turn, your turn, your turn. That's how they play it mechanically, but in reality, you're supposed to think that all of these actions in a round are happening simultaneous to each other, you know? So it's very much like, uh, you know, in movies when you watch it, it's like, it can seem like Captain America has like five minutes to do something and then the bad guy has like 10 seconds or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. And then Scarlett Johansson. Black witch, Widow. Witch. You meant Scarlet no. Witch. Yes, yeah, Scarlet Witch. Yep. Yeah, yep. You know, they've got like, then they have five minutes to do something, and then the bad guy has ten seconds, and then Iron Man has five minutes to do something. But it's like in D&D, it's like everyone has six seconds, and they all happen simultaneously at the exact same time. So in this one, I find Jim Butcher's very good about that, like, equalizing, I find, you know? Like, sometimes it seems more like the bad guy has, like, the five minutes to do it, because... 
another thing in D&D is that everyone has a certain speed depending on your race or your abilities or whatever. So it's like sometimes, you know, the bad guy has the ability to like run up and punch him in the face 37 times and run away again. And he's like, uh, wait, I throw up my shield. Uh. So it's very much, you know, in that like do, do, do kind of way. So that was one thing about Battleground. It was like there was so much constant action that I was like really like... The first time I read through it, I was just like, ah, uh, jumping fighting, ahead, jumping, yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the conversation? Okay, continue. Where's the plot? Okay, continue. I know. Maybe that's my lack of, you know, martial arts skill coming into play. But I, I sometimes in a complicated written fight scene, I'm like, okay, punch, kick. I'm okay, so they're fighting. And yeah, same. <laughs> I, I watch I, when I read. It's like a movie in my head, but for those parts, I'm just like yeah, fast forward. Yeah, I just kind of make up my eye. Oh, yeah, okay, go. Waving um, arms and done. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, wait, he he punched under, but he's got his arm around his. How did he? And I just I can't quite envision the mechanics of it. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, Harry did something cool, or the ninja guy did something ninja. Gun magic and, punch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, but um. So Harry instructs Susan to drink the escape potion, but it doesn't work because it's not the escape potion. <laughs> what? What do you mean? What? But he only brewed one potion. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because does he send her down there just to hide at first? Um, yeah, because he, he sort of because I was thinking at first I was like, oh, he sends her down to get the potion, and then I'm like, oh no, wait, she's banging around looking for stuff, and then he's like, oh wait, I have a potion, so I can't remember if he just. That was his first instinct, was just to go down and hide. I thought that he sent her down while he's holding her off with the staff, because he's, like... Yeah. Kind of struggling. Yeah, he doesn't give any direction to her. He's just like, you get down there, and then he's instantly in combat with this thing. So when it starts out, you know, he's like, hey, can you get uh, down here? And she's like, why are you naked? And then he's like, magic, 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 magic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I do have to say, I love this. What is it? A bad guy. <laughs> that is just, I love that kind of humor. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for big, long, ex- it's a bad guy, okay? Let's just, just, um, why is it coming in? Homestead laws, can I get in? I hurried and grabbed her, dragging her back towards the door leading out of my lab. Get down there. I shouted, jerking the door, but revealing the folding ladder staircase. It's dark, Susan protested. Oh, God, she bleeped out of my, Harry, why are you naked? <laughs> Oh, doing some crap. Um, so yeah, no, I guess that was it. He basically just yeah. So out of lack of anywhere else to go, he's just like I don't know. Let's hide in the basement, sub basement. So yeah, so he sends her down there, and she's like, it's dark, and he hears just sort of banging and rumbling around, and and then yeah, and then he has the Ooh, wait escape potion. I can get her out of here, and then I can deal with this thing, and and my you know innocent date is safe. <laughs> So, yeah, so, so again, I don't, yeah, she's, mom found, finds the sports bottle or whatever, so she's like, okay, like, drink it and just think about being far away from here. She's like, yeah, okay, now what? And he's like, what, what do you mean, now what? <laughs> why, why are you still here? She does find the 38 instead. But she does find his oh, nice, yes. big-ass gun. So, yeah, she comes marching back upstairs with that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the description how it like ends up in the like smacked out in the fore- middle of the forehead with the last shot. Pa-ching! Yeah. <laughs> Not that it does anything. <laughs> but she had that Good shot. one. Yeah, she had like that one 
Yeah. So yeah, she comes up with the gun and she's like, alright. And and he's like, wait, no crap. And then uh and of course Bohai she tells him to she's like, This smells like crap. He's like, Yeah, 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 it's supposed to just drink it. <laughs> like good old potions. It's like Buckley's or whatever, <laughs> you know. It's Please like, don't ask what's in it. it. We've already had that conversation. Tastes <laughs> awful, but it works. <laughs> Only in this case where it doesn't seem to have. Um Yeah. So um, at which she, point she blows off all six shots? Oh yeah, at which point? At which point she blows off all six shots? <laughs> <laughs> Comes marching back upstairs, and she clearly hasn't escaped, and the gun didn't work, and so Harry's like, "Okay, we're both hauling ass to the basement now." And yeah, but it's not even just that it didn't work; it like it ricochets because the demon's got his own like like force field, thick skin, whatever his defense is kind of a thing. So yeah, you get a couple of shots that go wild, a couple that literally like hit his torso and like bounce around the room. And Harry's like, you're gonna fucking kill us with with the ricochets and shit going on. Like she's just like badass. Like, come here, you motherfucker. Yeah, and then yeah, nails him in the butt. Yeah, so he's like, okay. um, So they both bail into the basement. And so yeah, so this thing meanwhile has finally busted through his weak ass threshold. Um, and is like spewing acid at them, yeah. which is not cool. And Harry's like, "My furniture may not be much, but it's mine, man. Like that couch was really comfy. You, <laughs> you know how hard it is to get a couch down here, <laughs> right? Oh, Let alone oh one that fits him. God, yeah. can you imagine? No kidding. I never even really thought about all that and all the time about Harry but because yeah, he's got this like narrow concrete stairwell down to his house. Ugh. Ugh. As someone who recently moved someone in the last week or two, yeah, horror. <laughs> mm. Basement suites, gotta love them. We just managed to get them into uh, that copper pentacle. No, circle. Circle? Circle, sweetheart, yeah. I thought it was a pentacle. It is not. No, no, it's just a circle. It's just a Oops. circle. Circle magic. My bad. My bad. Yeah, newbies. Three, um, three foot circle. Yes. Not enough space and for, for acrobatics and gymnastics, and wrestling the love and gymnastics. Potion <laughs> <laughs> but first, so I like this. So Harry has this circle for protection for potentially just such a scenario or summoning, but he really obviously hasn't had to use it up until now. And being the the magic geek nerd, he's got like everything. And he's a bachelor, whatever. He's a slob. I don't know. His place is just kind of—it's all shoved in. It's—it's it's his. It's his. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Man junk cave. Drawer. Man cave. Junk drawer. Storage. Right. So yeah. So point being is he's got this thing for a specific purpose. But there's like books and boxes and containers and so yeah. So he's like panicking. So he doesn't even bother to shut the trap door because he figures the things can just rip it open anyways. At least now I can like it'll just obviously come down the open door so at least I know where it's coming from rather than having it you know mysteriously rip through the door onto the floor and drop on my head Uh, so yeah so they've got like literally nothing between him and this demon and he's like scrambling and she's still kind of out and I love how Bob's like hey this guy ooh babe and he's like shut up Bob and I love how Susan and all of this I'm like she doesn't pick up really that like she kind of does a what and he's like yeah yeah don't worry about it but you know, she's so busy with, I don't know, with the demon or the other stuff that's now taking over that I'm like, you don't question the talking skull that's, like, just, like... Because we're talking pre, like, Siri and Google Assist kind of thing here. Like, there was no Echo or Amazon in Harry's lab. It's like... 
<laughs> Why is this thing just only talking? I don't know if she really notices it's a skull, though. It's really just like a voice, voice from but... somewhere. And yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> but yeah, all she gets is a, what is that? And ignore him. And she does. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have to blame this on the potion at she this point. Because the potion be is there, yeah. Because, yeah. because I was like, that really is not very, you know, journalistic, inquisitive of her at all. She's just like, what's that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm like... But yeah, I suppose at this point, yeah, it emphasizes how she's other thoughts are starting to take hold and become more important. Yeah, it does mention that the lack of inhibitions because of uh, that that's probably why she took the gun in the first place. Yeah, once he so, realizes that. What's a what's a talking skull now? Anyways, you know, she's seen the, the <laughs> lizard, she shot at it and no. Nah. Nothing. It's butte acid. It's a, it's a complimentary fine. skull. <laughs> Other priorities. It liked that's, the way she looked. That's true. He's, yeah. <laughs> Harry activates that circle and, you know, right at the last second, you've got Bob running commentary in the background. Like, he's almost here. He's about to spit. Hey, Harry. Ass is dripping you? from the mouth. He's aiming at you. It's like, yeah, Bob. Yeah. No, I know. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. So, that. did you know there's like a seriously badass toad demon coming down for you? <laughs> yes, yes, I had noticed that. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thanks. So, thanks. yeah, right at the last second, you know, him and Susan get this circle cleared, shoves her inside, activates this circle, and. Yeah, and then he's acid. like, yeah, more useful would be why didn't your dumbass potion work that you assured me was like so fantastic? Yeah, that's he's like, well, I was trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> she did down a potion. She, she did. One of the potions that I helped you make. <laughs> and boy, it is working fantastic, just like I promised. From so, oh, Go ahead. I was going to say, so Harry wants to date you, right? She's like, how long do we have to hang out here? And he's like, oh, you know, just like nine, ten hours until like the sun comes up and breaks the spell. So, yeah, nothing like, you know, standing in a, like, yeah, a three-foot circle for like ten hours. <laughs> And then it gets more interesting. Because <laughs> Susan doesn't want to stand in the circle. Chapter 14. In an attempt to protect Susan, Harry hands off an escape potion, only it ends up being a love potion instead. Desperately, they both down the escape potion, forcing the summoner to show his cards, causing Harry to doubt his legitimate finesse and skill. Harry makes a connection between the unknown sorcerer and the power of the storms. But Morgan, his warden, has been watching and has come to the conclusion that Harry himself is the sorcerer in question. Following that assumption, Morgan calls for his execution, adding yet more pressure to Harry's never-ending list. Love Potion. Ten hours. Chapter 14. <laughs> <laughs> really should have just been called a lust, lo- lust potion instead lust of love potion. <laughs> well, you know, he did end up using like the tequila. So he was right because Bob was like champagne. He's like, I don't have any champagne. He's like, oh, figures use tequila. And he's like, uh, or no, was Bob that way first? Bob was like, use the tequila. And he's like, shouldn't it be champagne? He's like, what's the difference? He's like, I'm thinking it'll get sleazier results. And yes, yes, it looks like you probably because she's less about the the loving you and much more about the loving you plus you know the 50 dollars instead of diamonds and right right all these subtle changes they helped out a bit 50 bucks and a shot of tequila come on baby yeah yeah (laughs) she's (laughs) so she's quite heavily uh heavily affected by this love potion yeah 
Yeah, and he's, becomes completely obsessed with that, is not interested <laughs> in anything else Harry has to do. De- life or death is like, whatevs. Haven't, haven't you always wanted to die making love? <laughs> he's like, no, no, not really. Especially that, we can avoid that part. <laughs> I had a good laugh at uh, reading the portion when she's uh, talking about... <laughs> You're saying no, but this is saying yes. <laughs> and his response of, That thing's always saying something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, really appreciate that. Don't listen that to moment. that. Don't listen to that. So she's, yeah, yeah, your mouth says no, but this says yes. And he's like, uh, Bob, a little help here. And Bob's like, oh, I'm stuck in this school. What do you want me to do? And he's like, um, okay, I'll let you out for like five seconds, pass me the potion. And Bob's like, mm, you know. <laughs> what? The, what do you mean? No. <laughs> Twenty-four hours or nothing, boss. <laughs> yeah, and Harry's like, "What the? No! <laughs> like, you're an immature, irresponsible little perv. No." And he's like, "Oh well, sucks to be you, man. That demon's getting close, isn't it? <laughs> Knows when he's got the upper hand. That's for sure. Oh yeah, please. Opportunistic. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. And Harry B. And- <laughs> Speaking of opportunistic, Susan. <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear, Dresden. Harry. Yeah. yeah, all right. Like, well, how did you plan on this day going anyway, Susan, you little minx? All right. I'm going to say, Harry beat her to it, really. But <laughs> Yeah, well, that's true. I will take your no underwear and up you. <laughs> I also have no clue. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then she tries something approximating a pro wrestling takedown, <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck!" Because yeah, because if they if they cross the boundary in any way physically, then they break it. So yeah, so it's keeping the the spiritual demon and his spiritual formed acid between uh, you know out of the way at the moment. But yeah, if if they let a little toe or a pinky or something else, then yeah, it's gonna break their circle down, and the demon's gonna blast them before Harry can put it back up again. So, yeah, this is this is not a whole lot of room. Not yeah. a whole lot of room for gymnastics and acrobatics and whatever he calls it there. And yeah, so uh, and Susan's just completely oblivious and completely does that's one track mind right there. So yeah, so he's like Bob, you busy call you slimy jerk. <laughs> you know, he's like Bob's like. Mm. Yeah, you don't really have a lot of wiggle room to say no here, and I'm just going to insist that. So, yeah, so he, he manipulates uh, Harry into the 24-hour bath, and he's like, you better not miss. He's like, well, you better catch it. <laughs> you know, like, I love, like, their snarky little back-and-forth banter thing or whatever, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> Never mind the demon toad in the corner, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Bob's really like, I don't know, it's not coming after me. I don't know if it could really, well, I mean, I guess it could damage his skull, which would be a mm-hmm. problem for him, but I don't know that, that it can damage Bob. Yeah, it hasn't taken an interest in him yet. But, it, but yeah, point being is it doesn't give a shit about Bob um, that way. So, yeah, so no matter why, yeah, Harry's just, her Bob is just like... And this, again, where I guess it incorporate or emphasizes that um, um, demarcation, that line between, like, Bob and Harry is Bob's not mortal. Bob does not have a, a quote-unquote soul. Bob does not have empathy and morality. You know, he's like, those are humans' things. Like, he's like, oh, I like you. Like, sure, you're fun to, like, like poke fun at but basically when it gets down to it Bob probably doesn't give a crap one way or the other whether this thing eats Harry 
right? Like he's he's yeah, he's just like I don't care, death, just murder, another mayhem. Master. Yeah, he's exactly right. Like it makes no difference to Bob. You know, he might be as good as any. You know, that one landlord you've had that's like, well, it's pretty cool. But point being is, if I decide I need to move, I'm gonna move, and you know, it doesn't really matter who. But yeah, so um, so yeah, so it not only Susan, but Bob also has him by the short hairs and knows it. So yeah. So, so he does eventually agree to it and throws on that potion, and then uh, they uh, manage to escape outside using it. Yeah, yeah. So Harry's like, "I'll just do the thinking for both of us. I'm just gonna hang on real tight. <laughs> you just drink. I'll think us away." So yeah. So it does at least zap them out, but they just, they don't get too terribly far because they've shared it, which makes you wonder, kind of a thing. Like, is it like an exponential kind of thing? Like. Did they literally only go half as far? Or on his own, could he have gone, like, way more than just... Found himself in Australia. Right? Like, exactly. (laughs) I mean, maybe not quite that far, but exactly. Could he have, like, you know, just how far would this one have? But that's kind of a a pedantic. That's more of a... So, yeah, zaps them a couple blocks over or something like that. He can still, like, see his apartment. But the demon's not real hip to where they went. He just knows they sort of disappeared. And they can still hear him, like, banging around and wrecking shit, which is great. Yeah, and being, you know, dispersed like that doesn't feel good to begin with. And, you know, on top of a love potion, Susan feels a little nauseated from all of that. Yeah, big time. She's like, I'm sick. And he's, it's it's actually another kind of cool little descriptor there, the way he's like, it felt like I, like, flew apart into, like, you know, separate little molecules, atoms. (laughs) Made me think of Star Trek. slammed back together. (laughs) Yes. The The transporter. The transporter beam. It just, yeah. Demolecularizes you and then remolecularizes you. But yeah, yeah, I love that. He's like, he flitted apart and there was, like, like patterns, he's like, there's like my pattern went through like the ceiling pattern to like the outdoorsy, and then boom, he's like, he's just slammed back together like a freight train, and that was lots of fun. And yeah, ouch. Susan's like, yeah, mixed potions, not good. So, guess he wants to head over to Reading Road um, because it always floods when there's this much rain, so there will be flowing water, and flowing water disrupts magic. Since our toad demon is just here in a construct of a body and is being held together by magic to exist in our reality. Um, Yeah, that running water is going to cut his lifeline and um, zap him. So it's not going to kill him. He'll still exist, but he's just got to snap back to his his spirit realm and will not physically be here to bother Harry and Susan anymore. So he's like, let's go find us some water. When a mysterious figure makes his move, tips his hand at Harry, showing himself, well, showing a shadowy version of himself that's been spying on him. I thought you'd be dead by now. What? Say what? Say what? (laughs) Pajama Willis. You said that. (laughs) New girlfriend, who dis? You guys would die in the first episode. <laughs> I told you, right? <laughs> I'd be like, just ignore it. It's just There's a little comic relief, creep. at least a little bit. They're not talking to me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, whatever. It's probably just some rando. <laughs> just look the other way. Let's go. It's like that SNL sketch of the Saw movie and Pete Davidson. And it's like, 
Apparently, I can. Okay, well, basically, he's like, "Aren't you questioning why the pizza man showed up and you didn't deliver a pizza?" And he's like, "No." (laughs) Aren't you wondering about how I know what you're doing right now? No. (laughs) Don't you want to know how I know what you're wearing? That's cool. I wear the same thing every day. (laughs) Exactly right. Or like uh, in a due south, when the robbers try and call into the bank and. Paul Gross, whatever his character's name Benson is. Treasure? Yeah, and he just keeps hanging up the phone on Ray. He's like, no, don't <laughs> let them make demands. Just keep hanging up on them. It's like, what? bad guy can't be a bad guy if you don't let him speak. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no villain speech for you. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he'd last this long, so yeah, kind of freaks Harry out, and he's like, what? So he does this sort of, he sort of looks and can't see anything, so he does kind of a mystical look, and there's a cold patch. Not a physical cold patch, but like a mystical cold patch. So yeah, there's there's something working there. So yeah, so he's like, who's there? He's like, you expect me to give you a name? I'm like, okay, well, no. But he's just like, he's like, suffice it to say, I'm the one that kills you. And he's like, underachiever. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great line. He's like, and I love how this other guy just like, like he gets so, fr- like he's totally putting on like his villain 101, like, I'm in the shadows, I have killed you. And Harry's like, and he's like, what? Just put, like, be scared. <laughs> like, ooh, I'm gonna get you. And Harry's like, mm, yeah. I'm not got yet. Yeah, I'm not got yet. And he's like, I, I, I stop that. <laughs> you know? He's like, I don't you're going off the script in my head, and I don't like it. I am not prepared to deal. I practiced a speech in the mirror I 37 times. Right? <laughs> like, you don't know how long I've been gearing up to, to have this out with you, and you're just not. Which really is the books go on. You find a lot of villains just come to have this, like, villain speech with Harry, and he fucks it up every time, and they're like, <laughs> fucking... T- I've been practicing this speech against you for years. Right. <laughs> you killed my mother and my father and my brother, and now you're fucking. Right. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> yeah, Harry denies everyone they're like Inigo Montoya speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, his little test of figuring out what uh, the guy's about to shows as an experience because there was another. Where'd you learn that? I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, whoa, why'd you do that? Kind of gives him, what does he say? The, the wizard bitch slap. He's like, whoa, wait. He's like, I went to what school, dumbass. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I guess this guy is a not. So, yeah, again, he's got some power he's slinging around, but he's new to it and doesn't really know how to use what he's got. And does, yeah, is, 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 um, Inexperienced. Inexperienced. He does not know how much he doesn't know he can do kind of a thing. It's like my brother-in-law on his iPhone. It's like he's got it all there, but he only knows how to use two apps and one of them not very well. Yeah, so this is basically the shadow man as Harry refers to him, right? He's like, he's like, ooh, I got this super cool thing, but I have not figured out all the toys and buttons on it yet. And Harry's like, schmuck. <laughs> Harry's like, find my phone. And the guy's like, wait, what? I don't know. How do you turn that off? <laughs> yeah. And then finally gets sick of his shit and then sends him packing. Boom. Bye. Yeah. yeah. The guy's like, my demon's going to come kill you. And Harry's like, you call that thing? Are you nuts? And the guy's like, whatever. I, I got it under control. And he's like, dude, no. Like, mm, no. No. 
This is not a puppy on a leash. This is like a velociraptor on a twine. Like So a guy calls out to get the demon back on track to let him know that that where they went. But unfortunately, you know, storm, thunder, noise, Harry cannot hear the name. Otherwise, he could have, like, yoinked that thing out from under him. He does decide that lightning and storm is useful. Yeah. Finally gets desperate enough, and or stupid enough, to use it. (laughs) Uh, Right, yeah, that thing comes charging out and basically just, like, with the fingers of one hand, like, flip Susan's car out of the way kind of a thing. So, yeah, Harry doesn't really want to tangle with the... I mean, like, the acid he spit is, is bad enough. But, I mean, in hand-to-hand combat, this thing is literally going to tear him limb from limb, too. He's got, like, no chance against this thing. Mm. Susan can't go anywhere. She's sick. She's tired. She's puking. She does not have it in her to get up and move the couple blocks they need to get to to this running water. Um, Harry's naked and getting tired because he wasn't expecting that you know he just woke up from a long concussed nap and all of a sudden you know within like half an hour lest is is battling and running around and completely unprepared um had no idea this was coming down the pipes right so yeah he's he's like i don't know what to do i don't have tools i didn't prep i didn't and is about ready to get free yeah he's, he's debating right he does the panic fight or flight he's like well we don't both have to die like Susan can't run away, but I can still run away. And at least one of us gets to live. And I, and then he's like, wow, dude, shitty Harry. That's, which at least Harry does. I mean, and again, that makes him real too. Harry has a lot of those moments where he's like, I don't want to die. I can run away. I can get out of this. But ultimately, fucking these fucking other people. I fucking can't <laughs> let them stand here and die and not know how to defend themselves. So, yeah. So you get that. He's like, I want to. I really, really want to. But luckily for you, someone down the line instilled a really good moral compass in Harry. some point, he's going to have to live with himself, so. Yeah, exactly. I could live, but exactly, yeah. He's like, I can't just, so, so yeah. So he gets ready to make a stand, and then as it's all booming and crashing and crescendoing, he's like, oh, shit, wait, that's energy, that's power. So he, he, but it's, um... Is very raw, unfiltered, as he has been discussing since he woke up. This storm that's raging around outside, right? So there's power with the storm, but very uncontained power. Yeah, and he's got nothing to, to insulate the harness. Mm-hmm. Insul- yeah, normally, right? You, um, I don't know if it's come up a lot yet, but Harry talks about how he uses words and things it's not so much that the words are important to magic it's just that it gives you a conduit it gives you an insulation around the magic that kind of protects your brain it gives your brain right what magic word tangible tangible whatever right that exactly so that the raw power isn't just searing through and that sort of ends up with what he's got here is that yeah i can harness the storm but there's nothing between it it's it's ungrounded he's like well (laughs) Not a good choice, but it's a choice I've got. So, so yeah, he he slings some power through his staff, through him, the in one arm, out the other, the power, the side that, like, takes in power and the side that releases power, which is something he talks about further in later books and stuff, too, manages to blow up the demon. Boom. Boom. Pieces of Splatter. demon everywhere. Found like rain. Nasty. Yeah. Objectively gross. Yes. Objectively. And he's naked getting covered in slime. Until mm-hmm. it starts, yeah, until it starts to, to no. um, 
morph back into the ectoplasm that comes from without the demon spirit holding it together. Just, yeah, ease and slime. Which is, again, another kind of a little bit like Buffy with her dusting the vamps, you know. It's like, mm, how do we not have bodies piling up all over all the time? And, again, if there was, like, toad demons lying around dead everywhere, humanity would be a little bit more like... There's something maybe, going on. Maybe. So it gives you that element of of disposing of things. And some. so sometimes it's great because done and dusted. Sometimes it's a problem because you can't go, there was a thing here trying to kill me because the thing no longer there. Yes. So it gives you, again, that that pros and cons element to your cleanup. <laughs> your bad guy cleanup. So then, you know, Harry, it's clear that it's kind of was a lot because, you know, his toenails have turned black and are smoking his hair is sticking on ends like he's dried off <laughs> yes yeah he's yeah staticky and dry and yes that was that was actually again kind of another cute little descriptor <laughs> so yeah and then just exhausted as all hell collapses next to susan lo and behold who shows up morgan what on yeah yeah Decides that Dresden had summoned the demon and lost control. He realized that the uh, the council is going to be convening in two days because he's decided to rat on him. And the doom of Damocles must be decided. Dropped, dropped, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you know. So Susan, what are you doing next Saturday? <laughs> I, know, I love that. <laughs> Why all kind of does there's like so she's just I love how like Susan doesn't even have like a snappy comeback or anything. She literally just like eyes him and like plays back down. <laughs> like nope, not no. <laughs> Wasn't a good enough first date. Need a want a second. <laughs> It had everything. Yeah, come on. There was drama and excitement. You got to see magical stuff happen. Like, it was, it was the best. So, yeah, Morgan, as per usual, puts a damper on things. And that's... He freaks him out. Yeah, because Harry's like, shit, I only got two days. If I don't come up with a culprit, I'm going down for this. Yeah. Right? Because he's like... You know, like like Morgan's word carries weight with the council, so just the accusations might be enough to do it. And, and his proof of, you know, him summoning up the fairies and now, like, oh, summoning, oh, I didn't see anybody else summon it, which, no offense, Morgan, that's kind of a weak-ass excuse. I mean, that's like my parents at the dinner table, like, quit picking on your brother. Well, he did it to me for, well, I didn't see him do it. <laughs> like, yeah, well, just because he didn't see him didn't mean he didn't do it. You know, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody's calling demons and, like, walking around killing people. He's not going to stand there and be like, yeah, watch me. There's the next one. Watch me kill this guy. Y'all got that. Okay, I'm going to disappear now. Like, I mean, yes, Morgan yeah. is just Morgan and his boob anyways. But, yeah, but he's just like, I don't see anybody else here. I just see you. And then Harry's like, oh, my God, are you fucking for real? But that's what he's got to deal with. And and on top of it all is that Harry's a relatively, you know, he's a baby as far as the White Council's concerned. So it's like, yeah, like... In two days, that's that. They're not. You're not going to hide from them. You're not going to plead from them. Like well, they are the bosses right now, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Harry doesn't stand a lot of chance in just going head to head with them to either like physically defend himself or run and hide. Exactly. It's legitimate. Like you find a culprit, or that's that. Two days. Two days. Done and done. They're going to be yeah. here. They're going to get you. They're not going to listen to a lot of. And at this yeah. point in the story, so, I think we're only three days in, full and full. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
So mm-hmm. depending on your actual hours, maybe not even like two and a half days or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was Thursday afternoon. He got the call from Murphy and Monica. And now it's Saturday night, date night. So yeah, and now he's got, yeah, by Monday morning, he's got to have this wrapped up. So Harry's had less than a week to work on this case, be involved in this case and solve this case. Wow. <laughs> like He's got a business week. He's got five days. <laughs> So now he's like, great, just one more thing, you know, that Which makes it a little funny, uh, too, that, you know, Marcone had to step in on day two and be like, hey, what the fuck? Pay attention to me, bitch. And I was like, you didn't really wait long at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, you got impatient, like, after one day, <laughs> asshole. Like, because Carrie started investigating right away. That was it. He's like, if Harry had maybe taken a couple days to get on the case, but he's like, don't look into this case. And Harry's like, all right, well, I'd love to stay in chat, but I got to go look into this case. <laughs> so Marcone's like, yep, yep. <laughs> and Marcone don't take shit. Marcone don't wait for so, nothing. Yeah. So like, this is really, yeah. yeah. Now we're kind of dive bombing into this. <laughs> now we're kind of, yeah. So then Morgan leaves and the cops show up. <laughs> and this is another kind of like great line she's he's like perfectly natural i thought oh yeah he's like set the the cops show up and they're like uh set the stick down and put your hands up don't make any sudden move perfectly natural i thought embracing a sort of exhausted stoicism for the officer to arrest a naked man and a woman dressed in an evening gown sitting on a sidewalk in the pouring rain like a couple of drunks rush off a bender <laughs> like what what are you looking at like this is out of the ordinary large naked man big stick well, he is naked. So, a <laughs> couple of big, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it could be a big stick. I just don't keep know. going there. I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, but Susan's like, this is the worst night of my life. <laughs> but it's going to make for a fantastic story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that That's concludes uh, <laughs> chapter 14. Yeah. This concludes our episode 8 double date. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling, and thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.